Welcome to the special edition of Bucky's Fifth Quarter. This is Jay Kokorowski. Make sure you guys follow us on Twitter at B5Q. And uh, obviously, it's a big special edition. Uh, you have March Madness going on. We previewed that in two of our podcasts this week, but there was one that we really wanted to talk about. It's the you know NCAA 2015 NCAA Frozen Four for women's hockey. 5 p.m. tomorrow, Riddler Arena in Minneapolis. Your Wisconsin women's hockey team, number three in the nation, 29-6 and four overall. Take on, of course, who else would it be? Vaunted rival Minnesota, number one in the country. They are 32-3 and four on the year. Uh, games 5 p.m. Central Standard Time. Like I said, in the Twin Cities. Of course, uh, the Badgers women very successful. Uh, the Badgers women's hockey team very successful uh, under Mark Johnson and just uh, all they've uh, all they've accomplished. Uh, and we are here to talk some Badgers women's hockey because we have not had enough time to to really embrace this on the podcast. So I wanted to make sure we get this in, uh, especially with how important they are and just how great they've performed this year. And to do that, we bring on our women's hockey correspondent. Uh, one of my favorite writers to to look at just all her all her uh, articles on you've seen it on for this year last year about individual profiles of some of the Badgers women's hockey players uh, you'll you'll know how talented she is this is Nicole Hazy Nicole uh, how amped are you for this game coming up I'm pretty darn excited I mean I was excited anyway but when we drew Minnesota I mean this is it you know it's the joke is this is the national championship, and then we'll just play a game on Sunday. Uh, this is the game that they have to win, they need to win, and nothing better than your rival. Absolutely. And so you have that. And, you know, before we kind of dig into the game, you know, keys to the game, tell us about how the Badgers women's hockey team got to this point. Who's been the key contributors? What have they had to go through? Obviously, this is the fifth time that they're going to meet the Minnesota's women's team. Uh, not as much success. Uh, compared to the rest of the, you know, rest of the, uh, the, the, the field, if you will. But just talk, bring us through, uh, just catch us up, if you will, about the Badgers women's hockey season. Um, well, the women won PWCAJ final face-off tournament, which is their conference tournament. It's the first time they've won the tournament since 2000, uh, 2011. I think it's 2011. Um, so nobody, none of the seniors, nobody on this team had won a conference championship. In fact, they had gone out in first round of the conference tournament uh, each of the last three years. So um, in terms of the program, you know, if you're at Wisconsin for women's hockey, the, the Frozen Four National Championship is always the goal. But specifically for these girls, winning that tournament was, was very important to them and was a, kind of a point of pride um, that they were tops in the conference and really could, could go out with that. So that was the first step. Last week they beat uh, Boston University in NCAA quarterfinal. They didn't just beat them, they handled them 5-1. Uh, Boston University has arguably the best women's hockey player in the world, Emory Felice-Land. Um, anybody who watched the last two Olympics, game-winning goal scorer for Canada in each of the last two Olympics. Um, and the Badgers held her to one shot on goal last weekend. So they completely neutralized Plan and Boston University's top line um, and really just Really, they leveled up. They looked like a completely different team last week. Um, what we found out today is that Badgers freshman Annie Pankowski is the National Rookie of the Year. Uh, she showed that last weekend. She scored two of the Badgers' goals, including the first one under three minutes into the game when she broke away. She showed some really 
gorgeous puck handling skills and one-on-one just beat the goalie. Um, so Kenny is such she's such a boon for this team, and she, you know she's a freshman. So when she's out there being the rookie of the year and kind of excelling in everything, and then you think about the fact that we get to watch her grow for the next three years, it's pretty spectacular. Um, Annie is on a line with Emily Clark and Bailey Wellhausen. They're the Badgers' number two line. Uh, it's a three-freshman line. Emily Clark is going to play for Canada in the upcoming IAHF World, Women's World Cup, as will Annie Pankowski. She will play for Team USA. So uh, the Badgers actually have the current and former players that will be playing in that Women's World Cup. But uh, Emily and Annie and Bailey are kind of clicking on all cylinders. They're all kind of very different players that have really found their niche together. And that number two line is kind of super dangerous and really have come into their own as freshmen. So um, I think if, if anything this weekend against Minnesota, that's going to be the line to watch. Uh, their top line is, is all seniors, but that second line is just freshmen, and it's pretty impressive. Uh, so, yeah, so the Badgers had a bit of a, a slump and, and struggled a little bit in early uh, early 2015 where they were struggling to score some goals, but I don't think it was, you know, endemic of anything wrong with the full program. They just kind of, the pucks weren't falling for them, and they seemed to have shaken that, shaken that off and really, you know, they take great players, excel in great situations. Well, Annie Pankowski really showed last week that she does best under pressure, um, and she's just really kind of reached the next level in the past couple of weeks. We're here with Nicole Haas, the Bucky's fifth quarter special edition podcast previewing the 2015 NCAA Frozen Four for women's hockey, and we're really excited to talk about this. Obviously, now we're kind of looking now ahead. Obviously, tomorrow night, 5 p.m. Central Standard Time. Just for you guys to know, you can listen to it here in Madison on the mic, 92.1 FM. You could stream it, of course, on iHeartRadio. Uh, and for video, you can guys go to NCAA.com. That's where it'll be. Uh, talk to us about now Minnesota, obviously Badgers' vaunted rival. You have the fact that they're going up, uh, you know, a team that they have not beat, they have not won against. They're 0-3-1 at half of Wisconsin's losses in two, you know, the 2014-2015. Uh, and as you can tell, my twins are, you know, my twins are not very happy about that. Uh, preview, help us preview that. Uh, what makes Minnesota so potent, and what are some of the keys to the game? So one of the things, so actually Wisconsin hasn't beaten Minnesota in their last 15 matchups. Um, these two teams have been playing each other since, I think, like the year 2000, and it tends to go in cycles where one team will kind of dominate the other. So before this current kind of win streak for Minnesota, Wisconsin had dominated for like the six years prior to that. So um, it does tend to go in cycles, and Wisconsin's in the middle of one where they cannot find the way to beat Minnesota. And, uh, you know, this is very definitely the boogeyman for this team. Uh, they did tie them their last time out, and while that's not the result that they wanted, it's, you know, it's half a step there, and it's a bit of a confidence boost for them so that they can, you know, really know that they can beat this Minnesota team. You know, two years ago, Minnesota had an undefeated squad, and when Wisconsin took the ice against them in, like, the last two years, it, it was clear that Wisconsin was outclassed and, and Minnesota was the better team. That's not the case this year. Um, Minnesota and Wisconsin match up kind of scarily well when you look at all the different stats from, from goalie save percentages to goals allowed. Um, they match up really well, and on the ice, Wisconsin and Minnesota look really good against each other. It's, it's an evenly matched game. You don't know who's going to come out the winner. Um, that being said, Wisconsin still couldn't push through this year. So despite the fact that they, you know, Minnesota isn't kind of this 
top tier team that Wisconsin can't reach, they still kind of have that monkey on their back. So don't at all doubt that these girls are gunning, the, the Wisconsin girls are gunning to get this win because it's embarrassing for them, it's bad for them. The seniors have been around for four years and they haven't beat Minnesota. So they really want you know, to, to be in a position where that's not part of their legacy uh, at Wisconsin. So it's, it's really big for them. And to be able to do it on the biggest stage as a Frozen Four and then the University of Minnesota is the host. So to go into their own their own barn and be able to do this would be huge. Of course, the fact that it's going to be mostly 4,000 Minnesota fans is probably the biggest thing that Wisconsin is going to have to fight against. Um, there weren't, you know, once Wisconsin got a birth into the Frozen Four, it's not like there were tickets available for Wisconsin fans to buy. So um, in this is going to be a game of intangibles. It's going to be about, you know, kind of who comes out firing. Uh, Minnesota, the, the four games they played against each other this year, they actually both had 122 shots apiece. The difference is that the first two periods, Wisconsin outshot the, the Gophers. It's like 110 to 86. But in the third period, the Gophers outshot them by, I think, another 20. So, um so that third period is really crucial, and it's the fact that Wisconsin was losing it in the third period for a lot of those games means that not only did Minnesota um, kind of smother their offense, but they allowed Minnesota to pick it up. So if the Badgers can find a way to kind of uneven that shots on goal difference, which is something they've done against every one of their other opponents, that'll be huge. The other thing is that the Badgers, especially once they struggled scoring a part of this season, they um, Mark Johnson really talked to them about focusing their, their shots with purpose so that they were shots towards net that would allow them to have second, third, fourth chances and rebound chances. Uh, Minnesota's goalie, Amanda Levier, is kind of notorious for giving up lots and lots of rebounds. The problem is she's got U.S. Olympian Lee Steckline, who's, I think, six foot in front of her. She's quite, quite a solid defenseman. And so when Amanda gives up those rebounds, there's always a, a gopher defender there to clean it up. So if the Badgers can find a way to really kind of break down that, that Increased defense that they have in front of Levier and get a chance to get on some of those pucks, that'll be absolutely huge. But, you know, the Badgers have the, the nation's leading penalty kill. They're going to um, set an NCAA record. They've allowed just four goals on the power play all season. Um, one of those goes to Minnesota, though. Minnesota has the world or the nation's leading um, power play. So that's kind of what we're looking at when we match up all the statistics. It's about as keenly matched as I've ever seen two teams. So it's definitely going to come down to the small things in which you can really execute. Here, Nicole Hazy from Bucky's with Quarter, our women's hockey correspondent, and make sure you guys follow her at Nicole. It's still at Nicole Hazy, if I'm not mistaken, right? H A A S E. Awesome. Uh, and uh, obviously, we're talking Badgers women's hockey. T- not tomorrow, 5 p.m. Central Standard Time. If you're making the trip up to, there to Rid, you know, uh, Ritter Arena. In Minneapolis, uh, you know, 5 p.m. Central Standard Time, plenty of time for you to drive up there during the day. It's a beautiful, beautiful scenic tour, four and a half hours from Madison. Uh, but uh, talk to us about, you mentioned some of the highlights there. Let's per se, and not to think ahead, obviously, because this is a huge matchup for the Badgers, but let's look ahead. Uh, if the Badgers do win against the Gophers, they said they're winless in the last 15 matchups. If they do pull off the victory over number one seed Minnesota, who, who are the two challengers? Talk to the you know talk just you know briefly about the, the two teams and uh, and what would be ahead if they do move on after yes uh, tomorrow's uh, game. Uh, if they're able to beat Minnesota, they'll play the national championship game on Sunday, um, and they'll play the winner of Boston College and Harvard. Um, Boston College was the number one in or the number one in the polls for most of the season. 
Um, they've only lost a handful of games all season. They lost the Teapot Final, and they lost to Boston University to lose their uh, conference championship. Um, is a very potent offense. Um, they are led by Alex, Alex Carpenter, who is an Olympian, and Alex Carpenter is averaging like more than a goal per game, more than anyone else in the country. Um, he's just on an absolute tear. Uh, when you start talking women's hockey, you get into a discussion between West Coast, and by West Coast, they mean the WCHA, um and the Midwest and East Coast teams. Um, East Coast teams and West Coast teams tend to not play each other a ton, and the people in the WCHA. Uh, I'm making a lot of generalizations here just for the, for the sake of argument. Um, say that the East Coast doesn't, the WCHA having won 15 of 16 national championships is a, is a tougher, deeper conference. And so um, the argument is that the East Coast teams just aren't tested the same way that the Midwestern teams are. Um, so is he a very potent, scary team? Yes. Can they, you know, people told us that about BC last week, and the Badgers absolutely handled them. Um, so it is difficult not to be too much of a homer to get too smug. Um, but when you play teams like, you know, Bemidji and Minnesota Duluth and Minnesota and North Dakota all the time, um, I believe that the top half of the WCHA is similar to the one-inch teams um, in these other conferences. That doesn't mean the Boston College isn't very scary. What Boston College does lack uh, is a potent third quarter. They tend to really fall, or a third period, they really tend to fall off too much merch man, that's for me. Um, they tend to fall off at the end of the game. They've usually got such a strong lead that they just don't uh, sustain it later in the game. So if they're pressured for full three full periods, uh, and the Badgers are really known for their fitness teams, try to kind of come in and run and gut them and, and push them around physically. Uh, you specifically tried to do that last week, and they were exhausted by the middle of the second period. Uh, so something like that where you see that just not very strong in the third period, I think really plays to the Badgers' advantage. Um, if it's Harvard, uh, the Badgers Harvard last year in the NCAA quarterfinal to win their, their Frozen Four birth last year. Um, I don't know as much about Harvard this year. They've kind of quietly gone along with their business. But as I said, they did been, you know, unanimously number one for a while. And uh, they have a really solid goalie in Emmerich Mashmeyer. She was a, a Patty Kazmaier top 10 finalist last year, and she's only gotten better. Um, so having her kind of backstopping them is really, really crucial. Um, they also uh, have had some Olympians uh, missing last year. So when the Badgers kind of handled them, that's not really a good or I thought they might have only one to one. It's not really a good measure of the team that they are this year. So um, both teams scary in their own right, but I think that if Wisconsin, Wisconsin definitely peaks at the right time, it just looks nothing but in command and solid, both in the WCJ playoffs and uh, in their quarterfinal last week. Um, Minnesota is definitely the scary, the scary team of the three this weekend. Um, the only thing that they, I think, they would have to worry about is kind of not letting off the pedal and not letting kind of the the factor of beating Minnesota overshadow the fact that they have to prepare for another team. We're here with Nicole Hazy, Bucky's fifth quarter women's hockey correspondent on the special edition of our podcast. And make sure you guys check it out along with her great preview coming up. It's going to be Friday, which by the time probably you guys listen to this, it'll be today. And it's going to be a lot of fun. Before we, before we let you go though, Nicole, your prediction for the, uh, for the game tomorrow uh, and and overall, uh, what your prediction for this uh, women's Frozen Four? You know, I part of it is probably that I'm a homer, but I really do believe that the 
blog Wisconsin Teen Compete Minnesota. Um, I wrote this in my preview and I mean it by no offense to last year's Wisconsin team, but last year's Wisconsin team took Minnesota into the third period of the national semifinal, last year's Frozen Four, with a 3-2 lead. And this year's Wisconsin team is infinitely better than that team. Um, if you watch, got to watch any of the game last week, they just were hitting on so many levels. And um, in my preview, I, I exchanged questions with a writer from the Daily Gopher, and he asked me what scared me about Minnesota. And it's not meant to value Minnesota in any way. I'm just not scared of them. I think that they have an incredibly potent office. They've got, um, I believe, six scorers in the top 30 in the country. Um, they've got a Patty Kazmaier national top uh, three finalist in Shanna Brands. They've got a very, very, very good team. But I saw Wisconsin play them a couple times this year, and they weren't outmatched and they weren't outplayed. And the Wisconsin team that's going to take the ice tomorrow is so much better than the team that took the ice earlier in the year. So they've really come together and kind of found their way. And um, if you compare it to last year when Wisconsin came out and really um, really took it to Minnesota until the third period, this team's got uh, two more solid lines than they had last year. So um, I really have a lot of faith and a lot of confidence in this year's Wisconsin team. So part of it is based on fact, and part of it is that I'm a bit of a homer, and I really, I really like this team. I really enjoy the girls. I really think that they have what it takes to beat Minnesota. Um, I think, you know, it's a bit of, it, it's a good storyline, right? It's a little, it, it's fun to believe in that they've gone through this kind of struggle about not beating Minnesota and they're going to beat them in their own house. Um, I think if Wisconsin can overcome the Minnesota hurdle, then I don't think there's anything stopping them from winning the national championship. Um, I have been the first to say that I don't know how much I buy into the Boston College hype which isn't to value it. It's just that I don't know how they're going to play against a much bigger, more physical um, team like Wisconsin. Um, when I got told last week that Boston University plays a much more Western style and it's much more physical and all this sort of thing, and then, and then Wisconsin really handles them, um, it's difficult not to sort of get some, I guess, some cockiness out of that and feel like that, that this Wisconsin team can really uh, handle either Harvard or Boston College, and that's not to say that I think they're going to, you know, put up another five-point, uh, five-one score, but I think that um, not only the confidence and the, the kind of swagger that they would get from beating Minnesota, but just that I think that this team really has um, the potential to do really well. And I think it's, this team is so packed on the freshman and sophomore lines that it's like, you know, if they're this good right now, imagine what it's going to look like in two or three years, which is probably a little scary from some, for some of our opponents, but it's really fun as a Badger fan. It's a really good time to get on board and become a fan uh, of this team. They have made the Frozen Four in eight of the last ten years. They are the only team that's done that. Um, so they're they're just they're really impressive. They're going to get their first dollars for the year for five dollars a game to go see literal Olympic level talent. So. Um, I, you know, the game's on at 5 o'clock on Friday, and then the basketball game doesn't start until after that. But do yourself a favor. It does not get better in women's college hockey in Minnesota versus Wisconsin. It will be as good and as fun as watching what you watched in Sochi. And uh, I just think it's, it's a good time to really kind of join the bandwagon and, and have fun watching this team. Absolutely, absolutely. Nicole, it's been great talking with you. I will definitely talk with you after the game. We'll have you on, uh, break down what happened this weekend. And for everyone here, just to let you guys know, tomorrow night, like Nicole said, Friday, March 20th, 5 p.m. Central Standard Time in Minneapolis at Ritter Arena. Check it out if you guys can't see it on video on NCAA.com. 
Uh, it's uh, also on the mic, 92.1 here in Madison on iHeartRadio. Make sure you guys check it out. Big, big matchup, obviously. It's the NCAA Frozen Four semifinal. Number three, Wisconsin taking on number one, Minnesota. Uh, and it's, it's you know, this is the this is the big one right here. It's going to be, you know, and so make sure you guys check this out. Uh, for Nicole, this is Jay Kokorowski calling. We'll see you guys this weekend talking more Badger hoops, more Badger hockey, more Badger everything on, uh, on Bucky's fifth quarter.